You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, we are live. Minor Talk is here presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. For your home, your auto, your commercial, business insurance needs, or your life insurance needs, trust the experts at the Oscar Adietta Agency. Oscar Adietta is the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. Uh, hey, I got a chance to talk to Oscar right before the holidays, doing great. They had an annual toy drive that they were actually hosting at the Oscar Adietta Agency. So big shout out to them and everything they do. Uh, and of course, uh, the Oscar Adietta Agency is the hometown hero presenting sponsor for every UTEP basketball game. Hey, tonight the UTEP Miners do it. They defeat Wyoming to win the first uh, West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational uh, trophy under head coach Joe Golding. It was win number 200 for him. Tay Hardy surpassed 1,000 career points tonight. Uh, And the Miners get a big victory against Wyoming. Let's talk about it. If you want to do it, 915-505-6009. Give us your reaction. And uh, want everybody to know that if you're traveling east... This is very important. If you're traveling east right now, there's a accident on the freeway, so try to avoid it at at a, you know at your best discretion. Maybe take the loop instead. Uh, but I just want to let everybody know if you're driving away uh, from the UTEP basketball matchup, maybe take an alternate route other than I-10. Uh, I was hearing earlier tonight that uh, it was there were some complications, some troubles going east. So uh, yeah, or, or just map it out. You know, Google Maps usually kind of keeps you up to date on things like that. So nothing. Nonetheless, just want to keep our listeners out there aware. Again, our telephone number to get things started, 915-505-6009. Zid Powell led the way, 32 points. Uh, Tay Hardy had 14 for the Miners. But one of the guys I want to start off with on the show, giving him some props here tonight, is Otis Frazier III, okay? Otis Frazier was able to help uh, swing this game in many different ways. He had 15 points in the second half alone, a trio of three-pointers that were so big for the Miners in this matchup, and I felt like when this game was really tight, in the second half in particular, uh, it was because of those... uh, crucial buckets from Otis Frazier III that the Miners were able to pull away and win this game. Yeah, I mean, look, Otis Frazier does not need to put up a lot of points during games. He does all the dirty work. He's going to play hard on defense. He's going to rebound basketballs. He's going to play uh, extremely tough offensively and just try to move around. He was plus four today in terms of efficiency. He had a pair of turnovers, sure, uh, but definitely want to mention that Otis Frazier the third. Uh, what a performance by him tonight, Sal. He stuck out to both of us here out of after this performance and this matchup. Yeah, and I, I think um, I think a big reason why uh, he stood out is because of the efficiency as well. I think we know he's not afraid to shoot it. He's got a you know he's got a shooter's mentality out there, and that's what you want in um, you know in an offensive era, so to speak. Uh, but the efficiency was there, and everybody being able to uh, feed off of each other's energy. I think those threes that he hit was a product of momentum, and we've seen. I don't want to say ill-advised this time around. We've seen ill-advised shots, but this time around. Around. It was within the rhythm 
of uh, of transition and within the rhythm of the offense. And and they went through not only that, but at crucial times, as you mentioned. So a, a lot of good to take from that tonight. I think so, too, Sal. I think tonight we learned a lot of things about the Miners, right? I mean, they come off the loss against Abilene Christian, and we held them accountable for that loss. That was just this past Sunday. They have a quick turnaround, right? I mean, they, they basically bus all the way to Abilene Christian, and they bus back to El Paso. Long bus ride home, and it's a quick turnaround for Norfolk State. And it was a sluggish game at first, and the Miners squeezed it out, pull it out in the end, and Joe Golding talked about it pre-game and post-game. They expected that. They expected kind of a grinded-out matchup against the Spartans, and that's exactly what they got. Against Wyoming, this is a team that is tops in the country in three-point scoring. They were only 5 of 22 today from uh, the three-point range. And you talk about this team tonight for the Miners and what they were able to do. They forced 16 turnovers against Wyoming. And then not just that, it was the way that the Miners got in their head. The technical fouls, uh, credit to uh, I think it was Josh Hunt who was sitting courtside, Miner Collective's own. He was, uh, he got in the head, I think, of, uh, and somebody who probably watched this a lot closer could tell me exactly what happened, but I think he got in the head of Sam Griffin for Wyoming, and Sam Griffin actually threw the bird, like a a version of the bird at Josh Hunt. And that initiated the technical foul. So I thought that was excellent by the fans there. And then the fans were just into it in the second half, just whether they were barking at their head coach in Linder, uh, whether they were just holding UTEP accountable every time that they went to, uh, you know, on offense and they would go up for a hard play. They would want that foul. They, they basically, uh, you know, they were barking at the refs the entire game. And those people who might say, Sal, oh, well, the refs completely favored the minors tonight. Look at the foul uh, distribution in this one tonight, Sal. Uh, Actually, UTEP was called for more fouls than Wyoming. UTEP just uh, went to the line three more times or attempted three more free throws than the Cowboys in this matchup. So I don't want to hear anything on foul discrepancy when people are talking about this matchup. I I just want to hear more about how the Miners locked down defensively, how they did enough offensively in order to win this game. And despite the adversity that this team has faced recently, they pulled out a big win. Yeah, and they, they were able to play in unison and, and cohesive. And that's what people have been wanting. That That's kind of been, you know, the mantra all season is that there's individual talent. Can they play as a group? And tonight they showed that. So for a plethora of reasons, right, there's a lot of, of things that you can take from this game. But knowing that they were able to play as well as they did, they played together. They played like a UTEP basketball team. I think that's what people should be uh, really happy about because they, they heard. And Coach Golding was mentioning it in the postgame show. Hey, not even the team was proud of what they'd done. Obviously, that's a that's the, the obvious answer. But um, they made it a point, a, a focal point to go out there and play as a team. So to see them do it... Um, in theory, like when the stakes are high, you haven't won this tournament in forever. It's the 200th win for Coach Golding. A lot on the line, you know, in season. And they, they took it serious. Now, you want to see them continue this. Yeah, I mean, of course, the next thing is bringing this in uh, night in, night out. Wyoming also plays a lot of man. Norfolk State played a lot of yeah. zone last night. So, matchup-wise, favored the Miners a little bit more uh, compared yeah. to a team who will throw out the zone. It, 
That and you also pair it with um, how good of a three point shooting team that Miami, uh, Miami, that Wyoming is. Right. You know, and you're thinking if it's gonna go the way that Wyoming plays, UTEP could shoot themselves out of the gym. But they were in in control for a good part of this game and and were able to answer the bell a lot of the times. Hey, our telephone number here on the show tonight nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. We'll get to our player of the game brought to you by Timothy Cantrell uh, later on in the show. Uh, big shout out to Timothy Cantrell and. In fact, if you're looking to buy or sell a home here in El Paso, contact Timothy Cantrell and you can check him out on Instagram at Timothy Realtor to learn more. We'll get more into Timothy Cantrell later on in the player of the game. Also, our hot hand of the game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. And uh, if you're looking for a new furnace, my recommendation, Champion Furnaces from Wind Supply El Paso. Uh, We'll talk more about that as well. And that is also the hot hand of the game award that we'll talk about later on in the show. Uh, Our telephone number again. 915-505-6009. A lot of posts to get to. I'll read those here in just a second. A lot of uh, messages and uh, reactions coming into the mix as well. And I want to know for minor fans, are you back in on this team? Is it hard for you to overlook the losses that they've had against Bradley, Loyola, Marymount, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Oregon, Abilene Christian? Or do you want to believe again knowing that the minors right now, I mean, look, they've won back-to-back. They've got Seattle next week, which is not going to be an easy matchup. Seattle beat La Tech recently in an overtime uh, thriller. Actually, that was just last night, by the way, 79-73. That's next Saturday. After that is next Thursday against New Mexico State. Aggies right now, uh, they are 5-8. and eight. They've lost three of the last four, but they're still the Aggies, you know, and they're still a team that you got to reckon with anytime the Miners play with uh, them uh, or against them. That one's in Las Cruces, and that's January 4th. And then Sunday, January 7th, they host Chicago State. That's a sandwiched game uh, that will officially wrap up their non-conference play. But, Sal, I look at those three matchups. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could see three straight wins? Five straight in a row? Miners do that after losing five against Division One opponents consecutively? Could you see it? You know what? I can I can understand why somebody would see it, but but the realist in me, I can't I can't possibly say that happens. I think they get tripped up against Seattle, and and it's to no fault of their own. This is a really good basketball team, Adrian. They have five losses on the year, and they're all within striking distance. I'm going to read you the scores: sixty-two to sixty, lost against Northern Arizona. Against VCU, lost 60-56. to Against Utah Valley, 78-72. to San Francisco, three points in that San Francisco, 62-59. And then a one-point loss in double overtime, um, you know, just o- over this past weekend, 100-99. to So this is a team that's been in some close games. And in my opinion, I, I think they're close to figuring it out on how to pull out more um, than they lose, so to speak. And I say that. On a seven and five team, I, I think this is going to be one of the better teams when it's all said and done in the whack. It's no easy game. It's probably one of the uh, tougher non-conference games that they have um, all year, aside from Oregon. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point there, Sal. And I think this is one of those quality wins that you can honestly say right there. Oh, uh, let's welcome in Alberto Reta to the show. No UTEP Zay. I have no clue where he's at, but hopefully he's feeling a little bit better. Um, you know, the, Alberto, this is a mat, uh, win for the Miners. They uh, won a trophy tonight. And it's the first one that they get uh, in, what, four years right now since 2019? So what what were your instant takeaways after this win? 
Well, a few. Uh, there's a few things that jump out at me from the stats and a few things that jump out at me from the press conference. I think from the stats, the three of five for the three from the three point from Otis Frazier, that's huge. You know, we've been saying all year for the minors, they just don't have that shooter. He came out and delivered three threes. That was phenomenal. I really liked that. That was uh, amazing. Uh, the other thing, Zid Powell with 32 points. We hadn't seen a minor hit that many points uh, I hadn't seen happen in a while and also what he said during the press conference where he says I love to score and coach came to me and Tay during the halftime and asked us what we needed to do that is huge to me that tells me that the coaches are listening to the players and 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 reaching out to them to see what they see from the court and and making adjustments accordingly lastly and one of the things that I really liked was uh, what they said about the the trip home from Abilene Christian I think that after a horrible outing that was uh, Abilene Christian it's good that they didn't fly home I'll make the argument that it's good that they took the bus and you know had more time to you know really simmer in that loss and and the disappointment of it and um the the just where where they wanted to see the season go and I'm sure coach coach tore into them and those uh, six hours were long so I'm glad that they reflected and I like the 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 adjustments we saw not against the Spartans really but this game which was a harder game so I really like that they 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 came out looking a lot better than they did so this is a good stepping stone for the Miners Sal uh, you talk about last night's matchup the Miners had 11 steals this one they get seven Uh, defensively they're just they're on right now they're doing a really good job and I think that they did a nice job also rattling uh, you know Wyoming in the matchup as well they scored 22 points off those uh, uh, 12 turnovers that I just mentioned yeah and we mentioned that's uh, kind of when they're at their best, turning their defense into offense, and got to see a lot of good uh, finishes. Everybody played with swag in the fast break. That's number one. They played together, but seeing them finish, you know, it, and and kind of put like a, the icing on the cake, you know, hammering the nail on the head, so to speak. However you want to put it, yeah, they, they looked good in transition. So. For them to do that and make it easier on themselves in other areas is nice to see, but kind of reflecting to uh, the game against Norfolk State, didn't look like they had any type of um, consistency when it came to the ball movement. Today, they took, um, you know, they took relatively good care of the ball as well, so... All the little things they did right allowed them to play much more efficiently in so many areas. Yeah, I I agree with that, Sal. Uh, Here, I'll ask you this. Do you feel better about the loss against Abilene Christian after the win tonight? Um, Not necessarily. Really? And the only reason why is because that game was on the road. I, I want to see them play like this on the road. Yeah, good point. You know, that, that, I have no argument it, against that. That's it's hard good. to kind of take it away because we've seen the good, we've seen the bad, and we've seen the ugly. Now we know that they could play good, so this is this is something that fans are going to expect more. But nonetheless, um, you know, getting some uh, some of those monkeys off their backs in this two game streak is nice. Yeah, and another thing, there were a lot of people pressing the panic button early on. I would I said this, you know, the Abilene Christian loss was maybe the first red flag around this program right now of this season. Yeah. The Wyoming game and the Wyoming win to me, it doesn't make it right, but it makes me accept that this team is not oh you know it's not over the season is not over. You, no one should overreact to this year. It's not going downhill where it's they're going to completely slide all the way through. Will they have a winning record when when it's all said and done? I don't know. Can they get to twenty wins? Uh, that's tough as well. But if they hover around like eighteen when the season's over, 
and you're asking me, can they get two in the conference tournament, maybe one more in a postseason tournament? Maybe, maybe so. I I think these are all open now, and I think they've been open throughout this point. The Miners just had to kind of prove it to themselves that they could do it, prove it to themselves they can win back-to-back in consecutive nights. And uh, for this matchup against Wyoming, I I really did think that the Cowboys, on paper, Mm -hmm. came into tonight a better team, and UTEP proved tonight that they were uh, by far the better team, no matter what you might say. Yeah, and they looked more athletic tonight as well. Just seeing them fly all over the court and disrupt the game and the offensive game plan for Wyoming uh, was good to see. We we know that they have the speed uh, to kind of you know disrupt offenses when it comes to their defense, but we got to see that consistency string along. So it's a good step. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. One more thing before we bring on Mike from Austin. I I just want to mention this right now. Uh, Sal, you know this. I I have no more shares of my crypto uh, Kevin Kalu (laughs) stock, okay? I have none of that, all right? I I sold it all last year, maybe the year before. I I held on to some shares, but I, I pretty much sold most of it. The one person, I didn't tell anybody that I bought stock a couple weeks ago. Uh I bought a stock was Jonathan Dos Anjos. And mm. this is three straight games of yeah. productive play. Today, uh, Kevin Ke- uh, Kevin Kalu goes out. He fouls out of the game back-to-back. Ticky-tack calls against him. And then uh, Jonathan Dos Anjos had to play in place of uh, Kalu. And it was because Calvin Solomon at the time had four fouls as well to his name. So Jonathan Dos Anjos is playing these really important minutes at about the 10-minute mark of the matchup in the second half. And they're like really, really crucial minutes right and he's their biggest guy on the floor granted Wyoming was without Mason Walters at that point who fouled out he had 16 points to lead the Cowboys but I also thought that was a real big moment for Jonathan Dos Anjos not just for his productivity but his trust with the team like you can now actually maybe trust uh Jonathan Dos Anjos in longer stretches yeah I think something too that he's really helped out in um Looking at the rebounds tonight, he he got the same amount. Uh, or matter of fact, no, no, he didn't. He had a, one less than Kalu, but he played half of his minutes. And uh, Solomon only finishing with one rebound, so he's he's showing that he could be reliable down low when it comes to that. But we've seen this defense give up offensive rebounds, you know, in spurts throughout various games. Able to seal the deal when it came to those defensive possessions and series, just getting the board and allowing the miners to go back on offense. So. He's playing meaningful minutes, not turning it over, looking solid, but he's also able to solidify that defensive series when defense is typically uh, the bias of Joe Golding, and respectfully so. Yeah, and I thought he he gave tremendous effort defensively. That's the big thing for Jonathan DeSanchos. Very impressed with his performance in this matchup. Even got a shout-out in the post-game interviews. Hey, let's go out to the phone lines right now. Let's open them up. 915-505-6009 to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere. And online, 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's get things started with Mike from Austin. Mike, good evening, man. What's going on? Good evening, gentlemen, and first and foremost, Merry Christmas to you and yours. May you have a safe and happy holiday season. Hey, thank you, Mike. Merry Christmas to you, yours, your family, everybody out there. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. I I should have started with that. Come on. It's the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. It's the holiday tournament, and the Miners just uh, had a trophy. I, I think I, I need to be a little bit more jolly here, Mike, so I appreciate that, man. What's going on? What would you think of this one? And so, um, as you all might recall, on after the Abilene Christian game, I 
clearly said that, uh, you know, I wasn't pressing the panic button yet. I kind of felt like they were missing a piece. I was kind of hoping that piece was going to be Heb, um, but it turns out it might be Frazier. I hope it's not because I hope we don't rely on three-pointers from Frazier unless um, he's just, you know, shooting unconsciously and that's the way he's going to play from here on out. Um, so based on that conversation that we had after the Abilene Christian game, um, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, secondly, uh, great win by the Miners, especially back-to-back. Uh, I know that you, when we, were talk about, when we talked about it after the Abilene Christian game, that you all were kind of split on maybe one and one going into this tournament, and they ended up pulling out the championship. So I'd like to hear what uh, your all's thoughts are on that. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate the phone call for your first point. I think you were kind of asking who's the third guy who's going to end up stepping up. You know, who's that? I mean, I think it's clear to say right now it's Tay Hardy, Zid Powell. It's kind of your turn, my turn right now. Uh, as far as who leads them in scoring, if people really get fixated on that and see the scoring column, then that can be something that they look at. Calvin Solomon is going to be Calvin Solomon. Although I'll say this, Sal, four fouls in under fourteen minutes. He's coming off the bench now. This is his third straight game off the bench, something we haven't seen uh, from this coaching staff trying to mix things up. It's uh, Kevin Kalu who's starting things off, along with Otis Frazier in the front court going smaller for their starting lineups. Uh, but not seeing the minutes count for Calvin Solomon. I don't know. Uh, so I don't want to discount him as that third option because I think by default he really is that option. He just didn't have the minutes tonight to back that up. I don't think their third guy needs to be Otis Frazier either. Now, if you want to talk to me about Baylor Hebb and people like that, I think that's you know way out. Uh, I think that's maybe a little unrealistic at this point knowing he's only played three games so far in his young minor career so far. Um, it has to be Calvin Solomon, doesn't it? I mean, it, it can't yeah. be uh, Otis Frey. No, I, I think that what Mike was saying, if he's shooting unconscious and he's hitting all these threes, that's great. I think Otis Frazier every game does enough winning plays. It does. It could be scoring, it could be grabbing rebounds, it could be playing good defense. Uh, he just does enough winning plays in order to put you in a good position. So that's what he brings. He can be your fourth best player, fifth best player, but he's not your top uh, player, although tonight he probably was. But what I'm saying is, I think if you had to think of their third top guy to step up, it, it's got to be Calvin Solomon, in my opinion. Who would you say? You know what? I'm I'm a bit torn, um, and I think it's because they offer different different things. What what? How is the game going? How how do they want to play? If they want to play quick and fast, I think you go with uh, with Frazier. But if they want to, you know, gut it out and, and play a Golding style game, you got to go with with Solomon. So. I think you kind of go with the flow on there. As long as you have your one and two in Powell Hardy or vice versa, however you want to put it, it doesn't matter. As long as those two are on and you can get production from Solomon or Frazier, kind of feel the hot hand. Who's, who is better out there? Who's more efficient at that point in time in the game? And I think that's where you go. That's a good point there, Sal. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Or maybe there's a point to be made that depth is really the third overall uh, person to maybe step up. Maybe you look at your depth, whether it's uh, it kind of mixes game to game game and you like Sal said you ride the hot hand whether it's Otis Frazier Calvin Solomon or an unnamed player so I think it's a really good point there by Mike uh, just to bring it up you know a little bit of questions knowing what Otis Frazier can do on the scoring end night in night out 
But I'm not too worried about that. I don't care how many points he puts up. I just look at winning plays, and I, I think he's a winner. I just, I'm so impressed. Those highlights by are nice, man. Yeah, he killed it tonight. Up and under layup. He's dunking in transition. He's, uh, and then he made a simple layup play in transition as well off a steal. And uh, you know, he's flying in transition. He's, he's just got so much energy. I, I don't think we talk enough about Otis Frazier the third. I really don't. I think he's undervalued on this team, and I'm, a, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, you know, really how he's been stepping up in these past couple games. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Mike also talked to us, Sal, that, you know, he was calling, not calling us out, but he was just saying, hey. we called the split, right? We said that UTEP would go one and one in this. I thought they might even have lost that first game, but, uh, <laughs> you know, credit to the Miners, hey, man, yeah. because they played a tough one last night, and then to turn around twenty uh, less than 24 hours to play this matchup and play the way that they did, I mean, that's, that's a credit to them. You know, you, you yeah. gotta tip your hats off. No, they they were able to pull it out despite a lot of uh, a lot of shortcomings in in a lot of areas uh, last night. But all that matters is winning at the end of the day. Doesn't matter how you do it. They were able to parlay that into a you know into a respectful win. So yeah, I was wrong. My bad. But that's good though because you guys are happy that they won. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Alberto, do you feel a little vindicated uh, knowing that this this team played the way that they did against Wyoming? Yeah, seeing a lot of adjustments from the team, and that's what we wanted, and, and an improved look from last year, from yeah. last, last week. Yeah, exactly. Even even from last night, actually. So, uh, yeah, most definitely. Let's keep things moving. Milkman's next, 915-505-6009. I was wrong as well, Sal, just for the record. We were both wrong. Uh, let's go to Milkman. He's up next on the phone lines. Milkman, good evening, man. What's happening? Merry Christmas to you and your hey. family. Good evening to y'all, and uh, yes, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, Happy New Year, if I don't talk to you. I know they do have that game on the 30th against Seattle. Uh, breaking news, so, Milkman, I will not be here for that matchup, so you'll have to ah, hear from well, uh, either Sal, Zay, Alberto, mixed bag of us, uh, but I'll be back after that, so yeah, definitely, well, but all, hey, Happy New Year. So ha- happy New Year, so. Thanks, man. What do um, you think of this you one? Know, um, uh... Well, just real quick on Seattle. Uh, never count Seattle out because remember they were the only team to beat the, the championship team. In Correct. Good. So. Good point. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. Good historic memory there. Good. But um, uh, you know, I was actually I was uh, more impressed with them tonight than I have been in uh, in a while. Um, it was uh, it, they they looked a lot better. They were the, some of the things that had caused them to lose before, like the outside shooting. That kind of thing. They were they were doing much better at tonight. Um, Powell was, yeah, he was on fire. I mean, that dude was he was something to watch. Now, see, when when they looked really impressive earlier in the year, Powell was doing the kind of stuff he was doing tonight. Um, so I don't know if that's you know I don't know if that's a harbinger of how they play as a team. But um, but I the last time I saw Powell look that impressive was way earlier in the season when I was extremely impressed with them. Um, but yeah, I, I thought, uh, I thought, uh, I thought their play was really uh, a, a lot better and it's certainly not time to press panic <laughs> as, uh, as we've seen. So, so that's good. Um, uh, uh, I think Heb, uh, is, is it Heb? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I, I think he has brought something to the team. Like, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it seems like they just, I don't know, maybe just have more bodies. Um, 
but you know, uh, it kind of seems like there's somebody else with with some game on on the court. And, oh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention Frazier tonight. Yeah, he, he was he was looking really good. Holy cow! I mean, that was that was that was. Big. If it wasn't for Powell, I would have said you know Frazier was the MVP. But holy cow! Yeah, they they look they look really good. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't I don't know who actually won the overall tournament MVP. You know how they do that, and they also give out you know a couple different awards. The all tournament team: Zid Powell, Otis Frazier the third, and uh, and Zid Powell. They were all so T- Zid Powell, Tay Hardy, Otis Frazier the third. They were all recognized on the all tournament team. Not sure who won the MVP award, so I'll, I'll keep everybody posted once the uh, release comes in or once it comes my way. But I I kept saying like I kept like pounding my fist down saying Otis Frazier deserves the MVP. MVP for both nights. I mean, because you think about last night's performance against Norfolk State, we named him the player of the game last night as well with what he was able to do. He led the Miners, uh, you know, in, in what he was able to do, just kind of in efficiency. He actually had the best offensive rating per Ken Palm last night in the game. He was uh, 116 by Ken Palm, which is a really good rating. He was 4 for 5 for all his two-point shots last night, had 10 points, 3 steals, uh, 4 rebounds, and a couple uh, turnovers, but he swings it over and has a big one tonight. And so I, I just felt like he should have been the tournament MVP overall. So uh, good stuff, Milkman. It's great to hear from you. And you know what, Sal? Milkman brought up a really good point. So two points. He talked about Baylor Hebb and he talked about Zid Powell. So I, I want to ask you this question: If Zid Powell is not playing the way that he is pl- that he w- the way that he played tonight, which is kind of taking control and doing whatever he could offensively, like a- any shot he wanted he would make or he would get fouled on. So he had, like, late yeah. in the stretch, he could do whatever he wanted. He took over the game. Can Utah beat quality opponents if Zid Powell doesn't have a game like that? I don't think so. And we talked about this earlier in the year when we mentioned, um, like, who's the MVP? Who, it was like three questions. Yes, and, yes. And, and I had brought up how— Who's the best player, most valuable player? Yeah, and, and if um, if Powell isn't able to be on fire when it comes to offense and, you know, basically just, you know, adding something to the minors whenever he touches the ball, it's a lot harder to win. Now, with Hardy, you know, he can fill in, uh, you know, some of the other stats and—, and uh, assist the game you know affect the game in various ways with Powell he's definitely a a offense dominant player so to speak and if he's not on it's it's going to be a lot tougher and we've seen it in in other games as well Um, so you want to see if he can keep this going but another thing too though is it's not really fair just to ask for offense if you're on the floor for Golding you you got to be able to uh, to affect the game in other areas so we'll see if that can come but you know long story short yes it, it, he has to be scoring for them to beat some quality teams let's talk about Baylor Hebb the Hebb situation is real interesting too because he was saying he adds a different dynamic well Hebb tonight plays 11 minutes off the bench he goes 0 for 2 from the field 0 for 2 from 3 point range but he got fouled a couple times and made 4 for 6 from the charity strike he also uh, was pretty aggressive on defense, racked up four fouls. He finished the game with an assist as well and a steal on the defensive side of the ball. 
I don't. I think it's too early to make a case whether or not he's making an impact. Is that fair? I mean, I I don't want to be um, dismissive to what he's brought to the team early on. I think he's fresh, and I think that's what he brings immediately. Just a fresh uh, new body out there. But I think it's too early to tell if you know. I, I mean, somebody can call tonight and say, "Hey, I'm all in on Baylor Heb. I see it. I want to. I mm-hmm. I see it, and I think he can drop twenty in a game moving forward." I don't think um, – I think we just have to wait. We just want to, I just want to see him play more games. That's it. You, you know what? I think, um, I think he's making an impact. I, I don't know how large um, somebody uh, would like to say it is, but I know it's a positive impact. He's, he's not turning the ball over. Yes, he had four fouls in, in 12 minutes tonight, but in a game where UTEP was uh, more aggressive on defense, you can live with some of those fouls knowing that the momentum and the flow of that Wyoming offense – was being stopped all over the place. And then when he gets to the line, you want to look for 75% or better. Um, you know, and he was able to just be uh, slightly under that, but still be able to hit more shots than he misses at the free throw line when you need as many points as you can get. Let's go back to Twitter or X. Cesar Cubillo says this. Zed is not dead. No one under 40 will understand that reference, but Zid Powell had one of the best individual performances I've seen in years. Lots of role players like Jonathan Dos Anjos making plays when they needed to as well. Hopefully this carries into conference play. Hashtag minor talk. Zed is not dead. You, you familiar, Sal? It's from, uh, it's from a movie. I'm trying to remember which one. Um, man, Is this Pulp Fiction? Yes. This might be Pulp Fiction. That's right. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No, we got that. Come on, Caesar. We're Tarantino guys over here. Uh, hey, uh, King Eric <laughs> sends us this one over here. Seeing this team live for the first time, they most definitely look better than they did versus Abilene Christian. Only concern I have is I think Elijah Jones doesn't get enough playing time, and they still do a little too much perimeter passing. Okay. Uh, tonight, Elijah Jones, we see him tonight. He, did, he got the DNP yesterday. We explained that already. Under six minutes, he attempted a shot. He had a foul. He had a turnover. And that was it. I mean, that was it. Just under six minutes. Didn't play a lot of uh, minutes tonight. Uh, David Terrell, by the way, his minutes started to diminish a little bit more, too. So you want to ask, you know, what is Baylor Hebb doing? Well, he's kind of taking minutes away from uh, David Terrell Jr. by default, right? Uh, he had under five minutes tonight. He had a turnover, but he did have a steal defensively. And I, I actually liked what he was bringing to the team energy-wise in the first half, but didn't really play much in the second half at all. Sal, what we saw tonight mm-hmm. for the first time this year is UTEP actually shortening their bench a little bit. Tay Hardy played almost the entire game, 38 minutes. Zit Powell played 34 minutes. You had your two alphas playing the most minutes of anybody. But how about Corey Camper getting 30 minutes as well? I think yeah. his. Uh, I think you can nitpick his stat line right now, and you can say, ah, oh, you know, four points. Uh, he was, he was uh, you know, he had a turnover in this game. He had a foul as well. But on the defensive side, I think that's why you kept Corey Gamper in. He had a block, he had yeah. two steals, and he was plus eight in terms of efficiency. Helped them out big time defensively. Yeah, and and just that cohesion among the three that you mentioned, all of them getting thirty one or more minutes. And it, it's not so much that um, Terrell wasn't showing anything, or or um, you know Jones, you know didn't present the best option. It's just those three as a trio played played in unison so well when it, when it came to the wings. So um, it's, it's not to take anything away from those other guys. 
Joe Chacon chimes in as well. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Great win for the basketball team. Let's go. Hashtag si se puede. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag Sal is my pal. You've you've officially made it, Sal. That's right. You've, you're in every single one. He said hashtag get rid of the dumb fouls. Hashtag Merry Christmas. Hashtag Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays to you too, Joe Chacon. I appreciate that. Uh, as we continue, our telephone number again, 915-505-6009. Tristan Pence. Big win for the Miners. Coach Joe Golding really needed this one. It was very important to win the Haskins Invitational. Uh, Hopefully this will give UTEP some confidence and momentum heading into 2024. Have a wonderful Christmas, guys. Hashtag Miner Talk. You too, Tristan. You and your wife, hope hope you guys have a great uh, holidays, and it was great to see you guys there at the Haskins Center tonight. Um, Good stuff. Manny David chimes in. Good win. Two in a row. Sure, Wyoming isn't a powerhouse team, but hey, the Miners beat a Mountain West team. Keep it going. Hashtag Miner Talk. That's another good point, Sal. A Mountain West win. Yeah, and um, able to kind of renew an old rivalry, if you will. A lot of uh, close games, and uh, this one, I know the Miners were able to get you know a, a sizable win when it all came down to it but a lot closer than that 78 67 indicates but they were able to be in control and, and that's impressive so we'll see if uh you know the miners can go back to um well where is it laramie yes. laramie wyoming and uh, you know have another <laughs> uh you know old whack type game yeah i like it uh well in the first half i thought we were getting that at 20 <laughs> what was it uh 26 25 yeah wow what a load. That was the whack game. That threw it back all the way back. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, that was insane. Uh, Alberto, were you surprised to see the scoring frenzy happen in the second half the way that it happened? Yeah, I mean, the Miners have been coming out uh, really, really cold in the second half. So I even tweeted it. I was like, man, this is the best start I've seen for the Miners, arguably, all season. And, you know, just kind of feeding off of what you guys were saying about Heb is, is yeah, he's not on fire right now. He's not coming out, you know, shooting lights out from the three or anything. But, look, he went 4 of 4 from the free yesterday. And we have, he went six, he went 4 of 6 from the free throw today. So, to me, he adds, you know, some some uh, a little bit better shooting. And, you know what, just a little confidence to this Miner team because I'll remind you guys these guys you know the whole minor squad was saying free free head free baylor head free head so now it's just kind of a thing where it's like look man you got head now so go out there and make it happen you got who everyone you wanted good point you got you, you no excuses now so let's see some uh let's see this team come together and that's kind of i think what we're seeing it's just taking a little longer than we expected well and also you want your team to have some cohesion going into conference play too so so let's not talk any uh you know chemistry i guess uh excuses it's more of an accountability factor of hey they've got to be ready come uh that conference play time which is right around the corner at this point you at this point you kind of know utep you kind of know what they're going to bring right you you kind of n- now understand what this team is there are still some surprises but at their best well it's kind of like tonight's matchup they were at their best and they were able to win in this one by nine points against a a Wyoming team that came into this matchup with some pedigree came into this matchup with a little bit of moxie and thinking that they could come in and just uh, demolish the miners but uh, yeah miners were able to pull one out and it's a it's a quality win win number 200 for Joe Golding first time his programs have won the uh, West Star Don has and Sun Bowl Invitational, and for that uh, we continue here on Minor Talk. Our telephone number again, 915-505-6009 if you want to weigh in, 600 ESPN El Paso on X. And uh, Adrian sends us this one on Twitter. He says, now that UTEP is back on track, is 20 wins still uh, still realistic? What do you say, Sal? Uh, Let me see. 
are we going to count those first? Um, what is it? The first yeah, let's two? just uh, just count them, right? Uh, let's just count them, right? I mean, <laughs> so we'll, we'll be generous. At the end of the um, year, they're going to count it as well. So yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, basically, can they win thirteen out of their next? Um, is it thirteen or no? Uh, 12, twelve. Yeah, twelve. All right. So I'll I'll mention these teams. Let me know um, if if you think it can happen. New Mexico, oh wow, we're reeling this off. Okay. Let's do it. Two against state. I think they split. So that's uh, that's New Mexico State to okay. be exact. So that would make that's it one win. Let's just count one. wins. All right, Chicago State. Okay, I'm going back to Seattle super quick. I'm going to say win. Oh my bad. I, I no, no worries. Okay. So I'm going to go win there. I, I agree with you. Split with uh, New Mexico State. Okay. Um, so that's two wins there. Chicago State. That's three. Three. Yep. Okay. Um, FIU win. That's four. Middle Tennessee. Um, uh, matter of fact, FIU tw- uh, two wins or one win. I'm going to say two wins. I say they win two. So where are we at now? I'm at five. Five, okay. Middle Tennessee. Split, so six. Six. Western Kentucky. Split, so seven. seven. La Tech. Ah, man. Yeah, let's say split. Eight. Wow, wow. Here we go. I know. Sam Houston. I I think they sweep. I think they sweep two. That's ten. Jacksonville State. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a sweep. That's a sweep. That's 12. That's 12? All right. But you have to factor in the bad uh, road loss, right? Yeah. So, yeah, let's let's peel it back a second. I think it's going to come down to the Liberty Series, right? If they can split that one, they might be able to get to maybe right around that 20-win mark. Maybe. I think I think over under at nineteen and a half. I'm gonna go under, but right at nineteen. Yeah, and I think just actually, off of what we've seen. And actually, I don't think that's a bad thing. If they go like, I I think if they go anywhere from between seventeen and nineteen wins, they can get a win in the conference tournament. That's the mm-hmm. standard I'll hold them to as well. So uh, to answer your question at enemy win number three, my friend Adrian. Maybe. Uh, I think the it is a possibility, maybe so, that they could actually get to that 20-win threshold, and you can't count out that uh, conference tournament where they can also get mm, some wins there as well. Uh, Eddie Morelos checks in saying, the Miners win, and I got to meet Pinky. What a way to wrap up the week. Hashtag Miner Talk. Alberto, you got to meet Pinky as well. Yeah, it's not even my first time meeting him. I've met him a couple of times. He's a, uh, an avid listener <laughs> of the show. I, every time I get the chance, I get to go out and talk to him. I really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't pass up on that opportunity. Hey, he, <laughs> he sent us this picture, and then he said, proud to post this picture. I'm not laughing at him. I'm just laughing at the fact that he he's getting Zid Pal with his trophy that he's flexing, and uh, Tay Hardy, who's just got his meal. So good stuff there, Pinky. He sent us that on, on Twitter or X. My name is Jeff. It's always great to hear from him the, at the Big Bacon. The Miners win on the Haskin Championship. Miner blood, I proud. My, <laughs> golden boy, I proud of you, Papa. Uh, Charlie Clark, Nissan, Pow Pow. Man, Sal, Jeff is, is on one tonight. Uh, hopefully he's having a great Christmas. I, I think he loves when the Miners win. So There you go. Can't blame him. Uh, Cesar Cubillos, when I think of Seattle, I think of the player that they had around 15 years ago named Austin Power. Powell was an MVP. I believe Hardy won the Haskins Award and Frazier won the all-tournament team. Possibly the other way around. I was still working. Hashtag yeah, baby. I was right there, Caesar. And I didn't even know. I, I couldn't hear it from the PA and everybody talking around me. So I was right there, probably where you were. And I, I, I don't know where they went. Um, if Powell was named MVP, that's great for him. And, you know, I, I guess deservingly so. But it's probably off just the one uh, game. Alberto, you have the MVPs? 
Yeah, so Zid Powell, he did get the MVP, and I'm reading here off of uh, the picture I took of of Tay Hardy's award, and it says Don Haskins Award. Okay, okay, so, so yeah. uh, Tay Hardy was awarded the Don Haskins Award. Okay, so that would just make Otis Frazier on the all-tournament team. Okay, so I was probably the only one. Uh, me and everybody around me who I influenced to vote for Otis Frazier, we were probably the only ones who did it. So shame on the media. I, I'm blaming the media there. So come on, man. Why, why couldn't he get one of those awards, man? Why am, I, why am I caught up in this one here? Sal, we talked about this before. Hey, this team, actually, somebody told me in the in the media scrum, uh, I'll, I'll give her a shout-out. It's Rachel Phillips. She said this. She was like, why didn't they celebrate a little bit more? It was kind of a subdued celebration. Where are you, Where do you stand celebrating for the West R. Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational? I, I think because um, you got a lot more basketball to play. It's, it's a good step in the right direction. You're finally turning a corner. But you don't stop there. I, I think that's why. I, I think they got to have that, hey, job's not finished type of mentality. Congratulations, but next one up is a big one against Seattle. So you can enjoy it, but you don't got to treat it like it's the Conference USA Championship. No, you can't. You can't. You have to. You honestly have to think of it like, hey, this is the get right game, right? You, you exactly, know, This is yeah. kind of one of those that they owed to the fans in a sense where you, you promised the fans a lot early on. And with the victory they had against UC Santa Barbara, I think it led fans to believe that this team could be special. And I think that fans were out as soon as they lost five straight to Division One opponents. And so now fans are in an interesting spot. Some are back in, some never left. Like Joe Ciccone said, back in. I never <laughs> left. I've always been here. We win a national championship every year. In my mind, I can be realistic and know when it's over, but it's not. Hashtag glasses always half full. Hashtag loaded question for a true minor fan. Hashtag win and get the next one, hashtag minor talk. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be those people who are going to be the ride or die no matter what. There's some who are still skeptical on this team, and there's some who are cautiously optimistic. So I think that's kind of how you would uh, break it down between uh, the minor listening audience, at at least as of right now. Hey, Sal, let's do this. Let's take a break right now. When we come back, let's uh, talk more on minor talk. We'll also hand out some awards here later on in the show, our hot hand of the game, thanks to Win Supply El Paso, and our player of the game, brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. We're, uh, we are uh, heading toward, I guess, the finish line here on the show. If you want to duck in a late call, now's the time to do it. 915-505-6009. We're talking UTEP hoops tonight after they win the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational Championship. More in a moment right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Yamamoto's going to be a Dodger, Sal. 12 years, $325 million as we welcome you back to Minor Talk, huh? Minor Talk brought to you by the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hey, they can afford it, right? They can afford Shohei Otani. They're only paying him $2 million a year. It's not bad. Paying uh, Yamamoto $325 over 12 years. Pushing their free agent spending to over a billion dollars. Man. Okay, let's That's keep it. Insane, yeah, let's swing it. It's hard to wrap my brain around that. But, Me too. I wow. love the no salary cap. That's crazy. Let's do it in football. Let's let's make like Patrick <laughs> Mahomes on one team, and he could have Tyreek Hill again, and uh, you know, let's do we, it again. We do have it in football. It's called NIL, and 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's called Alabama NIL. It's, a, it's, Anna, Texas, it's Alabama, and it's the Texas Longhorns. That's a good point, Sal. We got Bobby Bonilla Day. We got Jimbo Fisher Day. There you go. There you go. Now we got that done. Uh, and the Tom Herman Day. Oh, and what about wow. Charlie Strong Day, too? So, yeah, yes. there you go. Uh, hey, our telephone number here on the program, 915-505-6009. If you want to duck in a late call, now's the time to do it. I get it. There's a lot. There wasn't a lot of people out at the Haskins Center tonight, 4,310. Uh, holiday season for a lot of people. People. They're at home. They're with family who are coming in from out of town. And I think it'll take, you know, some time for everybody to kind of regroup on this basketball squad and get ready for the next year. I think the big next game, the, like the next big game, excuse me, will be their home matchup against Western Kentucky Saturday, January 20th. I think that's the one to circle next if you're really wanting to look ahead. Of course, you're going to look ahead to the road game against New Mexico State. They've got to prove it to not just their fans, but almost to themselves, that they can start winning some of these road games, Sal. I think that's why that one uh, is very you know, is very important in the near future. Western Kentucky, a couple weeks down the line in January, should be a great matchup for the Miners to see where they're at in the conference um and so yeah just some interesting matchups ahead for utep yeah and and a lot of big opportunities as well um the next thing is can they do it on the road and yeah they have some games sandwiched in between then but um it's a big opportunity against a new mexico state team uh let's be honest they're down this year yes they're not as um, i agree they're not as solid as they've been obvious reasons right but um the opportunity is right in front of them to kind of right those wrongs in a way and get it done on the road. So you mentioned it. There's a lot of big tests. And another thing, too, Adrian, is we were reeling down, you know, some of the uh, the conference games. Can they get 20 wins or not? Whatever the case is, they'll get Liberty twice. Mm. Uh, we, we forgot about that one. And that's going to be another good test. And let's say they are, you know, rolling, uh, you know, rolling it along and going in the right direction. They're going to have some decent opportunities to uh, to showcase it, not just to the fans, but Conference USA as well, because it's still up for grabs for anybody. If you can click at the right time, um, you know, you give yourself a chance, you know, to be in the discussion. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point as well. You just want to have that be in that conversation and, and also uh, hold a bigger seat at the table than they have uh, or they did last year. That's another thing. I mean, Sal, last season, uh, it was a struggle to get to the finish line. Uh, you know, And I think that for this year's team, they're proving that they're going to hang in the season. Uh, throughout the year, like they're going to be in it uh, throughout the entire yeah. season, you know, and, and I think fans were a little worried and concerned whether or not that would be the case. Yeah, and, and there's always been that saying, right? If if the defense is clicking and the defensive on, defense is on, they'll always have a chance. And if if they can be in that realm and have somebody, you know, hit a couple shots and change the momentum, that could be huge. We've seen them do that, you know, under Golding before. Obviously, it's a different team this year, but. That defense, man, if it's clicking and it's reliable, I like where this team can go. Hey, again, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Awards coming up next. Let's do a quick uh, alumni corner for UTEP basketball. Wow. Here's what happened earlier tonight uh, with the Ontario Clippers. Pushed out. Jarreau claims it, then lost it. Moon. What a find. Williams <laughs> with the that's Bryson Williams. Can't take Bryson Williams for granted. He is currently playing in the G League right now, one of the former minors who's doing this with the Clippers organization. Sal, I'll reel off some other pro basketball players right now. I think you're going to like this, okay? 
Sule Boom playing in the G League right now uh, with the Grand Rapids Gold. How about that? Our, our guy yeah. Sule Boom on a roster right now, and that's under the Denver Nuggets organization. Yeah, a, a guy who uh, obviously relayed what he did at UTEP, but to success elsewhere. And, and another thing, while we're on the, the topic of Sule Boom, the last minor who got 30 before Zid Powell tonight as well. So that that's something to be mentioned. Right before oh, that great. was uh, was Eric Bieniemy, And uh, right before that, the guy's clip you just played right now. No pun intended on the clip. But uh, yeah, Bryson Williams. So um, I just wanted to throw that in Man, there. Man, a little Jamal Bieniemy uh, mention, a little Bryson Williams mention. I think it's pretty solid mm-hmm. there, Sal. Uh, let's go to another name. This is going to be out of left field, okay? Who's also in the G League right now. You ready for this? Do it. Evan Gilliard. Playing for the Windy City Bulls right now. How about that? Nice. And he's fr- is he from Chicago as yes, well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There, there we go. you go. Great, great tie right there, Sal. And so Evan Gilliard, Sule Boom, uh, like I just mentioned, Bryson Williams, and then Julian Washburn. He's still mm. playing in the G League right now. He's actually in the Spurs organization. He's been in and out of the G League for a while now. And uh, credit to Julian Washburn, always staying ready, always active. Uh, six foot eight shooting guard uh, for the Miners. He's thirty two years old. Played with the Grizzlies in the 2018-2019 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was his only time in the actual NBA. But uh, he's played in some. Summer League teams. He's played with San Antonio, the Clippers, Golden State in the past. He's even played with the likes of, uh, you know, actually he he even played, uh, it looks like, with the um – let me see this. Oh, it actually looks like he played with the Spurs at one point, too. So, really cool with Julian Washburn, also still in the G League at age 32 there, Sal. Yeah, he's had a, a, a lot of pro basketball under his belt. A guy who um, really went through the fire just to land at UTEP and, you know, to see him relay what he did, um, you know, in college over to be a professional basketball player and uh, really a veteran, kind of adding that presence, you know, no matter where he's been. Um, I always think about the the brotherly duo when his brother was here as well and they had you know some fun in a minor basketball uniform but yeah man Washburn one of the more um, Swiss Army Knife type of players that UTEP basketball has had great to see him have such a, a long professional career there are several minors who are currently average averaging ten or more points internationally in basketball right now I'll reel them off okay uh, Vince Hunter who is playing in the VTB United League uh, for Saint Petersburg, okay. Titus Verhoeven, who is playing in the Portuguese LPB League for uh, SC uh, Lustania. There's also Lee Moore, who is uh, playing in the wow. BNXT League right now. Uh, the, in the Serbian League, Vuk Vulicic. There you go. There's <laughs> a right. name you haven't heard in a while. Uh, Terry Wynn, who is playing in the Lebanese Division A League. He is averaging over uh, 10 points a game. Isaiah Osborne this year from the Estonian Latvian Basketball League is averaging 14.5 points per game as well. Dominic Artis in the Turkish BSL. Matt, uh, you know, league right now. He's averaging 15.9 per, uh, points per game. Okay, Sal, I'm going to ask you this. Between Shamar Givens and FEO DG, yeah. who do you think is averaging more points? FEO DG oh, in the Portuguese man. LPB League and Shamar Givens in the Slovakian uh, Extra Liga uh, League. Give me Effie. 
Shamar Givens is averaging 17 a game. Wow. And Feo Gigi, 16.7 a match. All right, I'll live with that because it's not that far off. It's the same thing, basically. Yeah. So they're they're averaging both 17 a game. But it's good to see these former minors mm-hmm. play, and it's cool to hear uh, some of these guys who are still playing professionally. Always good to do a check-in, too, because this changes all the time. A name I didn't mention, but he is playing overseas right now, Randy Culpepper. He is still doing it. He's still doing it. That's uh, all the credit to Randy Culpepper and everything that he's been able to do. He's actually playing in Egypt right now, 34 years old. So a uh, big shout-out to him. Other minors who are playing, Arnett Moultrie, if you believe that right there, 33 years old. He's playing right now. Uh, still, he's actually in the uh, – let me get this right um, – you know, with uh, somebody like him, he's actually in the Chinese CBA league. So there you go uh, for Arnett Moultrie. Eric Villa is still playing in the Spanish ACB league for uh, Girona. He actually won a world uh, championship with them, or uh, I guess a, a you know a Spanish ACB championship with them. Trey Wade is in the Polish OBL league, and then Christian Scholen. How about that? He's in the German Pro wow. A league right now. So there you go. There's all your former minors who are currently playing uh, basketball either in the States or overseas. Let's go back to the phone lines right now, 915-505-6009. One of the guys who was instrumental in putting everything together for the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational is our pal Eddie Morelos, who is uh, joining us next. Eddie, thank you so much for joining us, my man. What's going on? Uh, I'm right here back in Cruces. I'm uh, waiting for my food, but I just want to say thank you for – uh, you all support 600 ESPN for supporting the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational. Let me just say this, Adrian. It was cool. I was uh, I was out uh, program hawking, you know, giving out the pro the tournament programs, and it was really cool to see and sense the vibe in the Don Haskins Center of the of the UTEP minor fans there, especially there at the end towards the end of the game. It was just a really neat environment, a really good feeling within the arena. And of course, you know that's what all we, that's what we all want is wins like that. You know what I mean? And it, it just becomes more enjoyable. And the best the best post game talk show in all of the on all of the land is even better when the miners win. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. Hey, I I love the vibe too. I thought it was a a, a great atmosphere. You know, the atmosphere. I get it. It didn't have over six thousand there at the Haskins Center. But what you could say, Eddie, is it's kind of the holiday feel, right? It's people from out of town, people who are coming and have uh, ties to this program, ties to the city of El Paso. And for some people, it might be the first time they're getting a chance to watch the miners this season. Yeah, and it, that's exactly what you're, you hit it right on the port. It's it, right on the point. It's a like a holiday vibe, right? Everybody's in good spirits, and and everybody's excited for all the things surrounding uh, the West Star Don Haskins Sun Bowl Invitational, which you know includes leading up to next week. You know, a big big time next week. Uh, we got a big game coming up, and uh, you know, so it's just really grateful for y'all's support. I just want to say that, and and especially you know. Uh, you know, Steve Kaplowitz, you know, he did the play-by-play for the, right. the TV broadcast. And uh, he did a spectacular job. Great job, Steve. He really did. And, hey, Eddie, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, uh, Steve killed it yesterday with Leonard Owens. Uh, and tonight I got a chance to see bits and pieces of it uh, as I was there in person. And so, uh, yeah, production crew, fantastic. Steve did a great job along with Leonard. And, yeah, it's going to be great to hear both their reactions after this uh, tournament wraps up. And we'll get a chance to hear from Steve specifically tomorrow So uh, on Sports Talk. Our 
telephone number again, 915-505-6009 if you'd like to weigh in. 600 ESPN El Paso. That is 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere on social media and online, 600ESPNElPaso.com. Let's uh, continue here on the program. Uh, This uh, coming in from Joe Chacon. What happened to Derek Hamilton? The way that I would say uh, what happened, the way I would answer that, Joe, is just, uh, look, minutes are hard to come by now. They're going to have to really shorten up their bench. So if those minutes go to Elijah Jones and it's only five minutes, it's going to go to Elijah Jones. If it's Derek Hamilton, it's just going to be those five minutes. But Alberto, that's the bottom line. They're shortening their bench, and they're giving more minutes to the guys who they feel like they can trust late in these games or uh, deep in these games, I should say, with uh, three guys tonight getting over 30 minutes and uh, even Otis Frazier getting up to twenty, almost 27 minutes in this one. Yeah, I mean, with the really stale offensive looks that we We've seen in the in the past from the miners. Uh, it looks like they're riding their hot hands and just kind of letting the other guys sit on the bench until they get hot. So that's what I'm expecting going forward. I don't expect to see the ball sticking like we did in in the beginning of the season. I expect to see a lot more movement. And like Zid said in the in the post game conference, like they're going to give him the rock and let him go score. Yeah, that's a good point. And they'll ride the hot hand when they want to. And they'll ride the hot hand when uh, they deserve that. So most definitely. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar ID at the Agency. More in less than 10 seconds here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's do some awards here on the program, and then we're going to wrap things up and kind of look to next week ahead with Seattle on the docket for this UTEP basketball squad. Tonight in the hot hand category, it's got to go to none other than Zid Powell. When they needed the hot hand late in this one, they trusted Zid Powell in a big way, just like you should trust Champion Furnaces. If you're looking to purchase one here during the winter, that is thanks to our great friends out at Wind Supply El Paso. But in all seriousness, Zid Powell with 38 minutes in this game, 32 points. He went 14 of 18 from the free throw line, got everything he wanted from the charity stripe. Six rebounds tonight. Uh, he did total four fouls in this one, but he had 12 fouls that were drawn on him. That's pretty impressive in itself. Four assists, three turnovers, one steal in uh, with uh, plus 15 in terms of efficiency and plus minus. Zid Powell winning the hot hand of the game brought to you by our great friends at Wind Supply El Paso. Check out windsupplyelpaso.com. And, of course, check out the Find a Dealer tab online, windsupplyelpaso.com. And uh, you can check out those champion furnaces that I just mentioned. Sal, you good with that with hot hand for Zid Powell right there? Yeah, I think um, especially the final 10 minutes or so I mean, he, pretty much the second half was his, but um, you know whose game it was. Um, you know, as time was winding down, when he got the ball, it was kind of like get out the way. Whether you're you're his teammate or if you're a defender, he's, he's just going to make you look silly. So no, I think uh, I think that's the right choice. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think he's probably the man uh, for this one. Uh, so yeah, let let's uh, let's stick with him. Zid Powell, hot hand of the game. Next up, let's go to our player of the game, and this is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. Uh, by by the way, if you are looking to buy or sell your home here in the beautiful city of El Paso, contact Timothy Cantrell today. I'll give you his phone number in just a second. But before we do that, let's award it to the man himself. 
He is Zid, uh, not Zid Powell. It's Otis Frazier the third. He's going to win this one. I, I alluded to it earlier. Thought he was the most impactful player when this one really, really was hanging in the balance. Uh, I looked at the stat real quick from Ken Palm offensive rating. He had the highest offensive rating of the team uh, for anybody who played more than fifteen minutes. A hundred forty. Was his offensive rating, uh, you know, number based on Ken Palm? I told you how he led the team yesterday in offensive rating as well. Well, he did it again tonight. Fifteen total points. He had three three pointers in this matchup, and he was uh, he had two turnovers, but he also contributed with three rebounds in this matchup. Otis Frazier the third winning our Player of the Night award, and again, that's brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. If you want to give him a call, if you've got a home that you're looking to sell, if you have uh, a house uh, that he is actually selling, thanks to his uh, great social media account. Timothy Cantrell, Realtor, on Facebook and Instagram. Give him a call, 915-204-8441. That's Timothy Cantrell at 915-204-8441. Sal, you good with uh, Otis Frazier as the player of the game? Yeah, I, I definitely am. I think uh, just in terms of the overall game, when it comes to momentum, also uh, you know the downtown performance, so to speak, uh, being able to get those threes when they needed them, you know, at crucial times, showing that he's reliable on offense for sure. Okay. All right. I think that's how we're going to. Wind- we could say. Yeah. But we'll condense. I, it. <laughs> I think. I think that's that's how we we can wind things up here with our awards, though. I think that's that's a perfect way to end it. Uh, let's uh, you know. Let's give special thanks to all our listeners. Uh, it's it's the Christmas season, the holiday season here, and um, you know, New Year's is right around the corner as well. Special thanks to all our listeners here on Minor Talk. We've been uh, you know we've had a great year. It's been great uh, with all the football coverage that we've had. <laughs> both the ups and the downs and a lot of downs this past season the basketball season which has been off to an interesting start no doubt about it but it's because of our listeners and because of all the people who join us out at the district uh who hang out with us and talk to us at the games and who chat with us here on minor talk to make this possible so really appreciate them and uh, just want to say merry christmas to all the listeners out there right now alberto i'll swing it to you you give us some uh final thoughts going into seattle's matchup that's the game on the docket next week how do the miners maintain motivation not get too high off this win right here well, just remember the, the adversity that they've faced so far and some of the ugly losses and how those have felt. I think that the way they've looked offensively uh, just troubles us all. So I think they should remember that. Watch a lot of film. Stay committed to the process that is, you know, this long season because things can change and you don't want to lose focus. I think that that's one thing we, we want to see, we all want to see, is uh, a focused team, a team that's uh, playing better, cohesive, better offensively, more cohesive, everything, you know. We just want them to keep their head up uh, and play play uh, play good good basketball the entire way the, the season's still only about halfway done okay all right uh sal as you turn the page look over to seattle what are some of the things you want to see utep continue to do here ahead of seattle i want to see if um if they do have a lead uh if they can not relinquish it as easily as they normally do good point and uh you know continue to be aggressive and efficient when it comes to the fast break. That that's going to be when they're at their best. So if they can play good fast break basketball in back to back games, um, that's a that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, uh, that's another step in the right direction, I should say. Good point there, Sal. Hey, uh, again, special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Oscar Arieta. They are the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners, and uh, for all your home, your auto, your life, or even your business commercial insurance needs, trust the experts at the Oscar Arieta Agency. Give them a call if you have 
have any questions about your insurance policy, 915-400-6000. I know rates are going up across the board. Maybe the Oscar ID at the agency could help run you a policy quote and maybe save you some money on bundling your home and your auto insurance. That number again, 915-400-6000. For Sal Montes, for Alberto Reta, I'm Adrian Broadus. We're signing off tonight and saying so long, and thanks for listening to Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso.